ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 4 of the Turbo Team Podcast. This week, me, Jake, and Ben is back again, uh, and we cover the HBO TV show Barry. Uh, we go pretty in-depth in on both seasons and almost every episode, so I hope you enjoy. Uh, make sure to, once again, follow us on our social medias. Uh, we plug them at the end, uh, so stick around for that. Uh, but if you don't, enjoy the episode, and thank you for the support. Hello, and welcome back to... Episode four of the Turbo Team podcast. As always, I'm Jake Brand. With me today, Alex Powell. As always, how are you, Alex? Doing well, Jake. How are you? Pretty good. And then joining us for the second week in a row, uh, we've got Ben Neeson on to talk some TV. How are you doing, Mr. Neeson? Hey, I'm doing peachy keen. Thanks, Mr. Brand. Well, glad to Who's hear that. that? <laughs> You and understand. Just some southern comfort for you, Alex. I don't know what you're upset about. My bad. <laughs> so we've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about three shows today. We're going to go really in-depth with the HBO series Barry, starting, starring Bill Hader. And then after that, we're going to talk about um, NBC's Community and uh, HBO or not, HBO's um, Euphoria. But before we get into those two, uh, we're going to talk about Barry season one and Barry season two. And just if you haven't seen Barry, we're going to do a little like brief um, non-spoiler overview just for just a minute. It's about a former Marine turned hitman named Barry Berkman and his partner named Fuchs. They go out to L.A. from Cleveland to perform a hit for some Chechen um, mob bosses. When he's performing the hit, this is all in the first episode, um, Ryan finds the man that he was supposed to kill, who's in an acting class, and he ends up joining the acting class himself. He befriends the guy he's supposed to kill and pretty much joins a friend group with him. After that, we'll get in, this is more of the spoiler part, um, so if you haven't seen it and you're planning on seeing it, you should probably turn it off here. Barry goes to find... Um, Ryan to kill him after Fuchs gets mad at him for not killing him and he finds Ryan already dead because of the Chechens so Barry murders the Chechens and then they move on to episode 2 where the LAPD investigates the murder of the three Chechens and Ryan and they discover a lipstick can that was left by um, Hank, one of the Chechen mob bosses so episode 2 is a lot of the acting and a lot of investigating uh, Ryan joins, or not Ryan, um, Barry joins the acting class on the first day. The teacher, Jean, shows in, or uh, comes in and tells the class of Ryan's death. They hold a memorial at a bar in honor of Ryan mm-hmm. where they um, they do scenes that Ryan liked and they, they just act to wash away the pain. Kind of, Ryan's dad is called in um, to be with the class, and he has just like a very heartfelt um, speech about Ryan that makes Barry feel guilt for being involved with the hit when he had a chance to stop it. Episode three, or I guess at the end of episode two, Barry and his partner Fugues were um, kidnapped for not doing the hit right and getting the police involved with the hit. And Pretty much at the end of that, Barry agrees to go perform a hit for the Bolivians. And if he does it, they'll be released free and his partner Fugues won't get murdered or tortured. 
But as he, in episode three, as he goes to kill the target, it's delayed by NoHo Hank because he wants a bullet to be mailed. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to watch the show for that part. But he wants he wants a bullet to be mailed at the exact same time as the murder of Paco, which frustrates Barry because Barry just wants to get to his acting class so he can develop that relationship with Sally so that he can audition and he can like get a part in the plays. But while that's happening, um, Stovka, an older Bolivian, goes to talk to Fugues and kill him. But Fugues ends up talking him out of it, and ends and Stovka ends up killing himself instead. All the Bolivian mob bosses are just furious with Fugues. They about kill him. But then Fugues shows off his Fugues shows off his um, great manipulative skills. Um, while all this. Barry goes back to kill Paco again. He misses his chance to snipe him and instead just breaks into his house and strangles him to death. And then Barry goes over to meet up with Sally. So those first three episodes, that kind of like, um, I would say I'd break that into the first tier and then the last five of the season are in a different tier. Um, just stopping there, what are your guys' overall thoughts on just like the first few episodes of the show? Um, getting introduced to the characters introduced to just everything about it i think it does a really good job of really introducing us to everyone and we kind of get to see everyone's kind of personality like uh like sally is kind of she's really invested in the acting and she's really hard on herself and then barry's kind of he's kind of quiet and he's like he obviously he's hiding something but no one else can see and then uh and then uh, uh, Gene, the uh, the acting teacher, he's really like invested in this, and it's really important to him. And then is it the end of episode three when he goes for that audition? And it's just for like a one line like background role. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it is. Is that the end of episode three? I think so. So we we find out that you know Gene is kind of maybe not as yeah. Uh, good of an actor as he as he you know comes out to be and then fuchs is you know really he's super into this hit thing and he's kind of barry i feel bad for barry because he's like he's fuchs's puppet in a way like you know like fuchs later in season two we kind of realize how this relationship got to be and uh and so it, it really sheds some light on season one of how fuchs really has like kind of this you know death grip on barry and his life and he's like I said, he's kind of Barry's kind of his puppet, and he can make him do whatever he wants because he Barry ultimately owes him his life, and and so that's just the kind of relationships we get established in the first three episodes, and then the relationships like Barry has a thing for Sally. Uh, Barry sees Gene as maybe the mentor that he never really had besides Fuchs, and you know Fuchs is we see him and he's trying to get in with these uh, Chechen mob bosses and stuff, and so I think it does, the first three episodes do a really good job of you know building up to the ultimate like plot of the show in the first season and just introducing everyone in the relationships and we get a good feel of how the show is going to kind of run for the remainder of the season yeah i think it, like it really just kind of nails down all of the characters pretty well um sally she's insecure but still confident and sometimes just egotistical at points um kusanao is <laughs> he's like egotistical and like and like manipulative but like still with like in a friendly way like he like tries to be like a beacon for like all of these like 
acting students, but he still, like, takes their money, like, all the time. And, like, <laughs> when they break, they chant Kusanao instead of saying, like, acting class or whatever. I always think that was funny. <laughs> and then uh, Fuchs, like, is just, like, mal- manipulative, trying to, like, set a business or, like, be profitable, but it doesn't really bring in anything to the table besides, like, being able to control and trying to make Barry do things, which is explored in season two pretty well when he says he's all out of moves and that, like, Fuchs is basically nothing without Barry when they have their big argument. But then, like, yeah, and then Barry's just also, like, insecure. He's not sure what he wants, and he's just pulled in a whole lot of directions. And, like, he starts to be, especially, like, when he starts getting involved with the acting class, and he just has trouble committing to one thing, and that takes him, like, to case the whole starting now element that is put in place in the final episode, which I really like. Yeah, which it never starts now with Barry, Mm -hmm. but... um... One thing that I forgot to mention about the first three episodes, Detective Moss was the main um, detective on the case of the murder of the Chechens and Ryan. (laughs) Gene is attracted to her heavily. And when Mm -hmm. she's investigating in his office, he goes in there and says, let me take you out to dinner. And she's like, I don't think I can do that, Gene. And then um, Gene ends up convincing her to um, let let him take her out to dinner to talk about the case and then they end up um becoming a couple as the season goes on but we'll get into that more because that dinner happens in episode four um gene uh, doesn't want to be there go ahead yeah moss and Cusco's relationship i think is really an underrated part of the first season because it is really it's like it's in a way it's kind of a breath of fresh air like like barry and sally's relationship is built on a lie per se because she doesn't know he's a hitman and but yeah. uh moss and kuzco's relationship is just really something that's like it's pleasant uh, it's like nothing it's nothing deeper than what we see like it's just these two people are kind of opposite to track thing you know and they're they like each other and they make each other happy and i think that's a really it's a really nice thing to see in season one especially when it can get really dark especially towards the end of the season and stuff so i i really i thought the relationship in season one was really uh, fun to watch and just nice to watch because I, you know, it kind of took my mind off, you know, Barry killing people for hire, you know? I think it was, like, a good place to, like, have a tonal switch, but it might have just been me, but, like, like, Kusinel, like, awkwardly trying to woo her, and just, like, the weird way he, like, talks and, like, tries to flirt, like, that was just, like, kind of, like, awkward and, like, Kind of like, I think that's I just know. the genius of Henry Winkler. Henry, let, let me just before I go on, Henry Winkler in the show is phenomenal. He's I love so Henry. Good. I love Henry. Like you, you were so used to seeing him as just kind of like the dad in holes that's just boiling shoes the whole time. And <laughs> when you think of Henry Winkler, you think holes. <laughs> well, that was the first thing I ever saw Henry Winkler, and then there's uh, he was uh, what's Here the guy in Happy Boom? Fonz. Here comes bro. the boom. Yeah, in the Fonz. And so this is just, I don't know, I really, really love Henry Winkler's character in this show. I think he adds so much to the plot and the story, and just, he's just, every every time he's on screen, I just love watching him. Yeah, so, uh, his character, in episode four, they go on that date, and Moss is, like, pretending to not have a good time, but mm-hmm. Gene, like, he makes he up a good care. time. So, uh, <laughs> they continue to go on, and then that is developed more as the season goes on. 
But in this episode, going back to Barry, he reconnects with one of his old military friends named Chris, and they go to a party at, is it Sally's house? Uh, it's one of the other actors. It, it's she's a it's smaller one of character. The, it's one of the theater parties, and Barry brings Chris, and Chris brings two of his Marine friends, which is one of the funnier parts of the shows. And they're just like <laughs> these massive, like six foot four men wrestling in the middle of a party, and just breaking things <laughs> everywhere. Um, so Barry gets introduced to a raid from Fuchs about a Bolivian stash house that they have to raid. And Barry thinks it's too dangerous and wants to back out, but Fuchs pretty much forces his hand to do it. Uh, Barry invites Chris to do it, and they find out, or Chris finds out and brings his two other rowdy Marines, Vaughn and Taylor. But it ends up just being Taylor that comes with. They do the raid. Uh, Taylor's totally in. And that is um, the end of four right into the the raid was kind of an important part because uh you know taylor kind of saves barry's life you know they're they're raiding it and uh one of the one of the bolivians like knocks barry out he like hits him with the butt of his gun and knocks barry out and taylor ends up killing all of them and you know ultimately ultimately the raid is because of taylor because like barry barry fell unconscious and there's still a ton of bolivians left and taylor like being the crazy former Marine that he is, he just took them all out. So I thought that was a very, really important part of it because it really, like later in the show, it shows how important that part was of, it was kind of Taylor that did this, not Barry. Yeah. And so the raid happens in episode five, but before the raid, Fuchs pretty much tells Barry that he has to kill Taylor when the raid's over, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And during the raid, as you've said already, Barry gets knocked out. He gets knocked unconscious and has a throwback to his elementary days. And he wakes up and Taylor's killed everyone. And then they're looking at the money and they're looking at like the stash. And Barry has the gun pulled and just can't do it. I'm guessing because like Taylor just saved his life. And I think this is like really where he starts to just like understand the morals behind like the entire business of um, being a hitman. This starts croaching in what was happening in the later part of the season when he starts getting Chris involved, his friend who's, like, another Marine. But, like, I watched a, a post-show, like, little behind-the-scenes snippet of um, Bill Hader and Alec Berg, and they said that whole uh, context of not wanting to kill Taylor was Barry not wanting to cross that line of killing an, a somewhat innocent, killing another Marine like, someone that he, like, was, like, brought up with. But then when he doesn't want to approach and actually, like, pull the trigger and take out Taylor, who's clearly, like, the detriment to his whole business and his whole operation, um, it gets Chris involved. And now in that situation, with that whole Chris situation, he's forced to kill the Marine, like, the picturesque Marine versus this other Marine who, like, he didn't want to cross that line with because, like, even though he's still, like, a bad person kind of and he's not good for anything like mm-hmm. he's he didn't want to cross that line but now he has to cross it even further with a guy who like has a wife and a family barry's ultimate like flaw and throughout this whole show is he he like he's usually when you think a hitman you think of someone that doesn't care they just kill and then you know it's over they don't think anything of it and barry's biggest flaw is he he'd actually like th- like all this killing really like takes a toll on him and his you know his brain and his uh 
not his personality, but his just being, it really takes a toll on him. And so that's, and so as the season goes on, we kind of see that like, obviously we all know that he doesn't want to do a hitman. Like he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore, but the, the kind of Barry that like in the past or he knew is just work. It really starts to realize like, I, I absolutely don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to kill people anymore. It makes me feel like a bad person. And so I think not him not killing killing Taylor in that stash house was kind of the first instance where we kind of realized, you know, this isn't who he wants to be anymore, and he's trying to change. But ultimately, we find out that he can't, you know, go back on who he is. Yeah, so before the raid even happens earlier that day, in class they were talking about the um, – just like the morality of killing people when they were talking about Macbeth. And Barry lashes out and says, I've killed people. I was in war. Like, am I just a terrible person? And uh, Gene comes up and says, Barry, like, we're sorry for, like, not understanding your circumstances, but we can all agree that if you kill outside of war, you're a psycho. Yeah. And that's just, like, another <laughs> one of those times where it's just irony, and Barry mm-hmm. thinks about all the times that he's murdered, not necessarily innocent people, but people outside of war. Uh, a part we didn't touch on in the first three episodes was the reason Barry got into the acting class was because he saw Cusco in the parking lot, like after a class one time, and he he was so built, he was so like compressed emotionally that all of his emotions spilled out and kind of a monologue, telling him how he feels like a terrible person for like killing all these people and stuff. And Gene's just like, "What is that from? Did what did you what did you remember that from?" And Barry's like, "What?" And he's just like, "Come to class next week, hundred forty dollars a session." And it comes that, back later. <laughs> and then that's how that's how Barry got into the acting class. So I, I I think another underrated part of the show is how much of Barry's like actual life he like accidentally like tells everyone and they're just like, What did what did you get that from? That's that's really nice. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> yeah. So after they perform the hit and everything, uh, that's pretty much the end of episode five. And then episode six the Bolivian drug lord, uh, I can't even remember his name. I think. Oh, it's uh. uh no. Uh, I have pulled up. Cristobal. Yeah, Cristobal. Yep. He, uh, he's gonna land in the desert, and they have like a hit on him. They want revenge, and I honestly don't really remember too much of this episode. Just thinking back to it, other than the end. But episode six was like them like confronting a uh, Fuchs wanting Barry to kill Taylor and Taylor wanting care uh, Barry to kill Fuchs mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and then Barry just being iffy and like trying to please both sides for that situation but then that's also like when I'm like uh Taylor like switches out his bag like he like takes out the book and like replaces it with money mm-hmm and like that's he takes, when like, he takes out he takes out Barry's book because Barry doesn't want the money because Taylor's like there's your cut and Barry's like I don't want it and so he's like just take it and Barry's like I don't want it and then he ends and, up I think Barry goes to like the bathroom or something yeah, and Taylor yeah. ends up putting the money in his bag. Yeah, so all that all that money stuffed up inside in the bathroom, and then after that, Vacha, one of the Chechen, shows up at the class and follows Sally to her car to kill her. But he bumps into Moss, and then they get in, like, a rundown shootout with Moss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moss murders Vacha, and uh, Sally was sitting in her car listening to 
what, fight what song. Yeah, fight song and just had no idea. That was hilarious. Um, so after that, uh, Barry and Baylor, or Barry pretty much tells Taylor that he wants to do the job in the desert alone. He doesn't like want anyone to go with him. But Taylor goes to pick up Barry with Vaughn and Chris and they he just speeds out there and he drives straight at the helicopter <laughs> where the the livings are like what are these people doing and then they just shoot the car and then as well, the I car explodes the episode ends. The, no i, I kind of want to break down them driving there because that was really well done and how like yeah. barry like was in his head he was like freaking out clearly and then, like, when they stop at a, like, stoplight, he, like, reaches over and pushes out Chris's door and is like, Chris, get out, go! He's, like, yelling at him. Mm-hmm. So he can, like, escape, and you'll think he's gonna, like, I don't know, kill these two guys so, like, he doesn't have to go through with it. Because it's basically a suicide mission. Yeah, I've been, but, wa- I've been watching Barry since the first season, since 2018. So I remember, I, me and my dad watched the show together. I remember watching the end of episode six and the car flips and like, I, and then you have to wait a whole another week. And I was like, the whole time, I'm like, is Barry dead? Like, is he alive? What happened? And so yeah, like, like it, that's done it left so, it on red. Yeah, it's especially done. watching it like in real time. Like you didn't know what was going to happen in the next episode. Yeah, and this is like the real like, first cliffhanger that they do and there's pretty much a cliffhanger in every single episode in season two mm-hmm. but this is like the first time they do it and they do it like they do it really well because i mean when you watch it you probably assume that barry's gonna live but you don't know if the other three are gonna live you don't know yeah. if like how this whole situation is gonna unfold yeah also hbo does this thing where they they'll have like hbo shows are known for their high production value but they're like sometimes they'll just run shows for like a season two seasons and then they'll just end and so i remember watching this and i was like are we just gonna get like in one more episode and then the series is over or what and so i mean you never really know with an hbo show like they're infamous for just killing off people like main characters like look at game of thrones like they'll just kill off anyone so you I, I think HBO kind of making the series played into another, you know, of this is like being a real, I think it's the biggest cliffhanger may of episode of season one for actually the second biggest, the end of the, the last episode of the season is a pretty big cliffhanger, but you know, I, I don't know. It was watching it real time. It was really like what, I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen next. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So episode seven, this is probably my favorite episode of season one. This is, we open up to Barry and Chris out in the desert, and they we find out they're the only survivors of the rush. And they, like, um, they're hiding behind the car. And, gosh, I can't even, like, remember how it, how it plays out. But pretty much Barry is trapped, and Chris has an assault rifle and has to kill a Bolivian, which he does not want to do. Yeah, yeah one, one of the Bolivians, like, goes out to make sure they're all dead. And then and he, he like sees Barry, he sees Barry alive, and Chris like fell behind. I think Chris probably ejected from a car, and he was like yeah. sitting behind like a rock or something. And one of the one of the M4s that they had in the truck like flew out with them, and so Chris has like one of them, and he ends up killing the Bolivian before the Bolivian can kill Barry. But he yeah. had a really hard time getting to that point. Like he was like, he didn't want to. He didn't Chris want was de- to yeah. Chris was definitely Chris was what Barry wanted to be. You know, he had a family. He was done. Like the marine life was behind him. He didn't want to kill anybody anymore. And Chris was, Chris was the exact person that Barry wanted to be. And then when Chris ends up killing the Bolivian, he's like, 
you know, he's had this realization, like, Chris is like, I don't know what I just got myself into, and Barry's like, I think at that time, Barry kind of knows what he has to do. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that, like, kind of comes into the point where, like, he's choosing, like, he doesn't want to be like Taylor, who's just this, like, super endorphin rush, kill everybody, make a ton of money mm-hmm. type of guy. He wants to be more like Chris, but then, like, when he, when he, like, can't, like, commit to a decision and he can't be decisive when he needs to be. That's when it yeah. forces him to kill Chris and kill who he wants to be, like, with Sally. Because, yeah, like, Taylor, they have all those dream sequences and stuff. Yeah, Taylor and Taylor and uh, Chris are, like, the opposite side of the spectrum. And then Barry is right in the middle. Like, Barry, like, Barry, like, sees, yeah. like, Chris is who Barry wants to be. And then Taylor is who Barry doesn't want, like, absolutely doesn't want to be. Yeah. But, and Barry knows he's trapped in the middle. And he knows that if he continues on the Hitman line, he's going to end up like Chris. And I think, or not Chris, like Taylor. And I think, ultimately, it's Barry fighting between his ultimate fate, which is being like Taylor and him looking wanting to be like chris but he knows he can never be like chris and that's why he falls right in the middle of both of them yeah so immediately after barry and chris escape the desert barry goes directly to the rehearsal for the Macbeth play Mm -hmm. and barry is like barry gives like a terrible delivery um sally and gene like berate him and it's just like a it's a disaster rehearsal and then after the rehearsal, the the Chechens receive a call from their Bolivian assassination target, uh, Crystal Ball, and <laughs> pretty much says, like, there's no need for violence. Like, why'd you do that? That was the funniest turn. I love that scene. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, we, we just wanted to do business with you. There's, like, no harm. So then Pazar's, like, furious with Fuchs and um, thought Barry was dead. So... Hank is ordered to kill Fuchs, but he doesn't do that. And um, Moss learns that there were other Marines involved on the hit with the Bolivians and realizes that Barry's her mystery suspect. They go and they look. That, that's into... not until episode eight. Yeah, because they, they thought they thought Taylor did it. They thought so. They oh, thought because yeah. they found the book in Taylor and they're like, oh, Taylor was you know the guy that killed the Chechens that uh, they found on the lipstick camp. And then they, I think, somehow they found out, and then they, uh, Chris, they thought, because uh, they knew, like, Taylor and Chris were friends. I think they found out through, like, Facebook or something like that. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, okay, it was Taylor and Chris. And so they, Barry was the only guy they, like, they didn't know about. Yeah. So I guess this is an important time to talk about that Barry Berkman is Barry's real name, and he comes up with the stage name Barry Block, which he creates a Facebook profile under. So... This wasn't coincidentally, but when the police are investigating all these murders, they can't find any social media for Barry Berkman. And we'll get into <laughs> this um, in episode eight where everything unfolds. But pretty much um, the police have no idea that Barry Block and Barry Berkman are the same person. Mm-hmm. So after all the rehearsal and after everything with the Chechens is going on, Barry and Chris meet up and Chris is like, just destroyed he wants to go tell the police everything just to like clear everything up tell the truth but barry's like you can't do that yeah Yeah, like you you can't tell the cops we're gonna get away with this it's gonna be fine and just in like a split decision barry shot chris in the face it's not a i don't it's not a split decision like that's like a five minute scene of mm -hmm. just like 
their meters slowly filling up of Barry realizing, okay, I'm not going to be able to talk him out of this. I'm going to have to kill him. Yeah. I and think Chris I, and Chris going Barry from mania to that, accepting though. his situation that he's in the car with a murderer and that I he think, needs to backtrack. I think Barry ultimately like personally watching that and then watching it again. I think Barry went into that car. I think in the back of his mind, he knew ultimately that like I need to kill Chris, but I just think he couldn't bring himself to do it. And then when he Chris still wanted like, to talk himself out of it. And then when Chris was like, I think I got to go to the police with this man, Barry, to me, like, I can't let this man, you know, go on and possibly blow my whole cover. And so he ends up killing him and framing it as a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And after he kills him is where, like, the emotional distress really starts to pour on. So Barry goes immediately to the Shakespeare night. And Sally's out there alone. And she's trying to impress her agent that she invited and Barry's backstage and he doesn't want to go out there mm-hmm. and while um while Sally's waiting he's getting like visions of Chris's family and Chris's wife like receiving the call crying and he's mm-hmm. like just furious he hates himself and he goes out and he says the the queen has died uh, mm-hmm. and that was and it was like so amazing Sally got a confidence boost and like she impressed her agent and then after that, Gene is like, oh, my gosh, Barry, what, whatever you did, just go to that place. And he's punching. <laughs> he's punching the wall. He's punching. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was it really didn't do that performance episode. aspect justice, though. But like the way they did that with like building it up, like he's trying to knock it out of his head. But like the thoughts keep coming back and it's like very real. And then like all the sound sucks out and like all the emotion that he's feeling from that, like from that whole episode is just built up and then he just like lets it all go with his line but yeah, the, just like yeah the, the overall message that gene tries to portray to barry throughout the entire season was like you just have to let your own experiences act for you and that's mm-hmm. something that he never really does until right there where he lets like the experience of killing pretty much an innocent person with a family and like he, he like lets that scene too. yeah it's his best performance and he like he lets it overtake him, but – and then Gene is like, whatever that place was, get to it again. Yeah. And obviously, Barry doesn't want to get to that point again. This is ultimately like – I think this is the biggest example of Barry never being able to like escape his past. I think that that's like a – that's like the main theme, honestly, throughout the whole series. It's just like Barry – he can't change. This is who he is, and I think – you know, that flashback and, like, that just him, like, not being able to let go of what he just did and it's just haunting him and ultimately playing his performance. I think it's just another example of, you know, like, this is who he is and he, he can't accept that fact. Yeah, so that's the first seven episodes. And the last... Oh, okay, okay, never mind, go. I thought we were going to skip on to season two and I was like, wait, we just skipped a whole big... Like, no. Pop- yeah, no, okay. so now is, like the biggest, now is the biggest episode of season eight that ties everything together. <laughs> Barry and Fuchs meet up, and Barry says, I'm done. I don't even want your money. Uh, starting now. Take your money, go to the airport. I'm not a hitman starting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all happens. Alex, you take this one away. I'm, is this the one where uh, um, Fuchs is trapped in the garage with no, this is when, like, it starts to, like, the war has been begun with the Bolivians, and obviously Goron's pissed. Yeah. Uh, like, 
Fuchs was the one who tried to BS his like way out of things by saying that he should go to war with the Bolivians. Mm-hmm. So he's going to kill Fuchs because of that. Then now that like Fuchs has like been abandoned abandoned by by Barry supposedly, and like now he's like trapped uh, with the Bolivians and they're gonna kill him. Yes, and then this right. is he's, where... tra- he's trapped with the Chechens. The Chechens, Chechens. are gonna kill him. Chechens. And then this is where Barry comes and he murders Goron. Hazard. He ends up yeah. He, yeah, he ends up killing Goron and then I think he kills all. If he not kills most every of the Chechen Chechens. but Hank, pretty much. He, yeah. Well, he, kills most, he kills most of them besides obviously besides Hank and then uh something happens and then I think he just like he's just like okay I saved your life or whatever and then oh, what happened after this the, the whole between that part and then the ending is a complete blank for me yeah you know, it's uh when they after that like he takes Fuchs to the airport and like tells him to leave and then that's yeah. where Fuchs is left off, so you think he's gone after that point. Tells him to go back to Cleveland, doesn't he? Yep. And then Hank ends up taking over. Hank becomes the leader of the Chechens because yeah, he's, like, the like highest one remaining. Yeah, I know. And then Hank ends up – get him and Cristobal, like, form a relationship. And then the Chechens and the Bolivian – and then Hank's like, Cristobal is such three. a nice – like, call, are you sure? I, no, I think it's – Oh, at the, the very, at the very end of the yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like, they're like, short but nice, very. He's like they're sh- they're short but nice. He's like Hank was like I can't believe we ever ever had beef with them. And so the <laughs> well, Bolivians and the Chechens end up working together. And then oh, something happens, and then it's the ultimate ending of the scene. What no, happens in like, between that part? In be- in between, it's like the whole situation wrapping up. It's like the whole like federal bureau like debriefings of them thinking that oh this was a Chechen versus Bolivian thing, and that yeah. Ryan and Taylor were yep. involved, and like that's yep. the whole situation. And then and like, that's when the whole situation starts wrapping up with them. Yeah, and then it cuts to the ending where uh, Detective Moss, Gene, Sally, and Barry are at Gene's cabin in the woods somewhere. In, oh yeah, uh, Jake. California. When you when you first watched this, Jake, did you think this was a dream sequence again? I did. I did. I I kind of thought it did at first. Like, yeah, because like they've had plenty of those, and then like they cut to that, and like it's so picturesque that you like think that's what it is. And it's just mm-hmm. like the scenery is so like so unlike everything else in the show. Yeah. Like being in the middle of the forest at a log cabin, like it almost seemed like five years down the road. It's, it's very like peaceful. Yeah. And like, like everywhere else, it's it's very peaceful, and everywhere like every other scene and like episode, it's like there's always like some underlying tension, like you never know what's gonna happen next. And this one is just like really peaceful and calming. You're like, all right, I think this is probably the end of all the all the busyness. Yeah. So uh, the <laughs> pretty much it ends up being like the least peaceful thing possible. Yeah. And they just like they pretty much take the audience through everything that's going on. Like Barry and Sally are together. Gene and Moss. I don't know if they're married or not, but they're out they're just this, dating seriously. Yeah, they're out yeah. in this cabin, just like. Life's awesome. Barry's buried this life finally. <laughs> and then they're having dinner. And um, uh, Detective Moss didn't know that Barry went by Barry Block, which mm-hmm. like raises the first suspicion. And then Gene was telling Moss about the monologue Barry gave in the first episode about being a hitman that got him yeah. out of the class. 
mm-hmm. right there, Barry's like, F. Like, this is not good. <laughs> because Barry and Barry and Moss just kind of look at each other. Yeah. And then it, it goes on. So it's then nice to that, see them both unravel the situation in their minds. Yeah. Yep. And it then that. Really well. without, I think yeah. one thing that the show does really well without, like, just the facial expressions that Bill Hader has. Like it, Bill Hader's such an amazing actor, bro. He's so yeah. he's such a good actor, and I think cool. that really shines out through this show. Like we're used to seeing him in like Super Bad and you know Hot Rod and then SNL and I don't. But Barry's like we really he really gets to show like how good of an actor actor he actually is. Mm-hmm. I just I love I love watching Bill Hader in this show. Yeah. So after after they both kind of process in their head what's going on, it cuts to late at night where Moss is out on the dock on her laptop mm-hmm. and she's just, she looked up Barry Block, found a Facebook, found his connection to Chris. And she mm-hmm. just like, she connected all the dots in her head right there that Barry's pretty much been the one behind all of this. He's been the one that's murdering. And as that happens, Barry walks behind her and pretty much tries to like justify himself and say like, yeah. that's not me anymore. Don't take me to the cops. And Moss is like, well, that's the thing. I'm a cop and you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. So then he puts his hands up as Moss says, we're going to walk up to the cabin. I'm going to cuff you. And Barry has a gun like tied to a tree with a silencer on it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't show the murder in season one. It shows it later. But Barry kills Moss. He goes back to bed to lay in with Sally. And he says, um, starting now, starting. the season ends. Yeah, which is a callback to what, what was that earlier in episode eight that he said that? Oh yeah, you said five? it like three different times. Yeah. like whenever we'd be trying to get it, away it, from fugues. Every time he says starting now, it's just him like, okay, now my new life starts now. I'm no longer a murderer. It starts now, and that's how season one ends. Yeah. So what did you guys think of season one? I lo- well, I loved it. I thought it was really good. It, yeah, it's it's really good. This really fleshes out, like, the relationship between Barry and the people he's around. Mm-hmm. We'll see in season two just, like, the storyline and the action start to pick up more. But I think season one was so good at just, like, developing um, just characters. that relationship with, yeah, all the characters, the relationships with each other, what they mean to each other. And it episode eight really does wrap it up well and then leaves, obviously, a huge cliffhanger for the second season. What were you guys' favorite episodes? Oh, we're doing for the whole series or just this season? Season, just season one. Season one, my favorite was episode seven, I think, where Barry think delivers I, the awesome line. I think I would agree. <laughs> it was super cool when he said that line. <laughs> Shut up. Say the line, Bart. Say the line, Bart. Say the line, Bart. I didn't do it. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole show, just in that one clip. All right, Ben. What was your favorite episode, and then we can get on to season two. Uh, my favorite seat, uh, episode is the same as it is for uh, both the seasons, which is, like, my favorite episode out of the whole show is, like, that season seven that Jake said. Mm-hmm. Because it Wait, has, so, like, it so has a comedic... Seven, tw- yeah. yeah, episode, episode seven is your favorite in the, the entire series? Yeah, back off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just, I didn't... Okay. Well, like, that's where, uh, like, I had the biggest impact, like, for me. Just because, like... Yeah. It puts a comedic twist on, like, the super dramatic, like, plot-shifting event that happened in, like, season six. 
Um, it introduces Chris to Ball like in the funniest way. <laughs> um, it starts like like that whole like situation building up to the performance and like Barry just talking with Chris and like having to deal with like the approach that he's gonna have to make in dealing with these two worlds. Like I just yeah. think it has like all the elements that like makes what I like about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those flashbacks or not the flashbacks, but just like the visions of Chris's wife are just like gut wrenching. Yeah. Like it it was just like physically painful to watch that happen. And then just like the irony of like him going out and performing a line and everyone's like cheering him on, like, oh my gosh, Barry, that was so amazing. And he's like, I can't believe what I've done. Like I'm a I'm a terrible person. It happens again with season two with Sally. Yeah. So we'll get into season two, which um, it just picks up even more with just like the craziness of it. Alex, do you want to take us through season two? Uh, from the episode or just in general, like an overview? We could do just like a just like by episode briefly. All right. So uh, so season two starts out with it picks up where detective Moss is, you know, obviously dead at this point. And, uh, and then it, it just really picking up where season one left off. So it, it explores Noho Hank and Chris Ball's relationship a little more and, and kind of, uh, kind of trying to teach that actually it opens up with the first scene is, uh, Fuchs hires a new hitman to like kill this guy. And then, uh, the guy ends up like, I think he kills the guy or the guy either like kills himself or like he jumps out a window or something like that. And then, but like the new hitman like gets like shot with like a shotgun or something. And then he ends up like coming back to Fuchs and he's like, just kill him. And he's like, I think, I think the guy ends up like jumping out the window and killing himself. Oh and yeah. Cause like, he like tried to replace him back in Cleveland. Yeah. And he's like, and he got him oh, arrested. He, yeah. You know, he like killed himself and then, so he got him arrested. Yeah. And so it really starts out with, you know, Fuchs trying to figure, like, find a new Barry, and he just can't. And then it goes into Noah Hank and Chris Ball's relationship a little more and how, you know, that business partnership kind of works and how it shows how Hank is – how Hank maybe has a little less power than he thinks he does, you know. And so he he's, like, trying to boss people around, and they're just, they're just listening to Crystal Ball. And, and then uh, it explores uh, – the acting class, because Gene quits the acting class, doesn't he? Is this the episode that he quits? He yeah. doesn't like. He doesn't quit. He's just like on a break, and like he's still like suffering from grief. Yeah, and so the acting class is like trying to go on without Cusco, but like they can't. He's as as much as, as much of a kind of a fraud as he is. The acting class really does like they they absolutely adore him, and he's like they're like he's like their god. Like they can't function without him. And so that's really how we start off in episode one of exploring kind of how all these storylines are continued. I think they did a really good job of kind of a seamless continuation from season one to season two of, you know, it doesn't seem like there was a whole lot in between that we missed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much just the, the relationship with the Bolivians and the Chechens is it's developed a little more and Gene has grieved. Like that's pretty much yeah. what's changed in between. Uh, yeah, in episode one, other than that, like, um, Fuchs gets arrested, and uh, he's held in the Cleveland jail, but one of the LAPD detectives goes to figure out the case, because he's just 
he's not giving up on who murdered Moss. He's, yeah. he's Moss's former partner. Yeah. He played a really small part in season one, but he has a pretty big part in season two. Yeah, Loach, because like he'd just be like his name's Loach. Uh, he'd just sort of be like the like depressing comedic relief that would just comment on things. Yeah. <laughs> and like you can tell, this guy's like just kind of a sad sack. Like whenever he'd be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you want to take some episode two, Alex? I'm not really sure what happens in episode two. So this is this is the one. Uh, it digs more into just where Hank starts to come career. back. Yeah, and uh, Hank orders Barry to kill Esther. The, Esther, that's who it is. Yep. The it, Bolivian, I knew he had to perform a hit. Yeah. The Bolivian hit woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the funnier parts in the show, it happens later, but Fuchs is like. Esther, why do you look like a guy? <laughs> she she just like stares at him. That's like the whole joke is that she just looks like an overweight fourteen year old like the whole show. <laughs> yeah. She's like always has like always has like a slurpee or something. <laughs> so, anyways, there's not too much that happens in this episode other than um, Barry isn't able to carry out the hit on Esther, and yeah. he walks into like a door, and the entire uh, mob is in there and they chase him out while he drives away and they they shoot his car mm-hmm. um, and then Barry returns home and um, Fugues is waiting for him where they kind of have a reunion while he does have a wire on but nothing really happens so Loge is like frustrated in the in the surveillance van oh yeah so Fugues gets arrested and then as ultimately as like a, a way to for him to like not face jail time, he be, he decides to become a like a informant, doesn't he? Yeah. For yeah, okay. Loach. For Loach, yeah. Because Loach Loach is he's not convinced that Barry did it, but he has a very, very strong suspicion that he did. Or yeah. did or, and so that and so like a main part of the first half of season two is just Loach and Loach and uh uh and uh God, what Fuchs, Loach and Fuchs, I forgot his name, uh, trying to, like, get this conviction out of Barry. So, and, yeah, like, nothing really happens in episode two. Episode two, we start getting a little more into Sally's kind of story. Sally and Sally Because we introduced Sam. Yeah, Sally in episode one was a main part, like, she was a main character, and she's obviously Barry's love interest, but her storyline isn't really gone into depth until episode two, or until season two, I feel like. We kind of figure out that she had, she was married, she's only, like, 26, 27, maybe. She's not, she can't be more than 30, and but she had a past where she was married, like, really young, and then her husband ended up being super emotionally and physically abusive to her. And so, uh, I don't think, I don't think, I think episode three, we can kind of transition to episode three on this take, but uh, episode three, we figure out that, like, Sally tries to take this and put it into her own, like, they have to perform, like, one one, two-person shows based off their, like, like a past experience they have, and Sally's is, she chooses to describe the moment that she left her former husband, Sam, after he, like, I think he, like, he choked her after, like, they uh, came back from, like, a party or something, and he was, like, abusing her. And then she, and then so that's they develop this play, and they decide that uh, Barry is to play Sam because they have the best, they have like a good relationship, and Barry's really uncomfortable with that because he doesn't want to physically harm uh, Sally at all because you know he's obviously trying to get away from that life. And then that kind of transitions into episode three. 
Yeah, and in episode three, she pretty much practices, but um, Sam ends up showing up to L.A. Mm-hmm. because he's on a trip down to San Diego. And it's they end up going out to dinner, and Barry's... Like, it's just very clearly awkward for all three of them. Mm-hmm. And Sam That's finds episode out... Four. That's episode four. No, this episode... Oh, yeah, you're right. Episode four yeah. is where they are. Um, yeah. Episode three is where, uh, so, uh, Noho Hank, so Barry, they're trying to get, so he tries to put that hit out on, uh, the Bolivian, uh, mob boss, and then, like, Barry doesn't want to do it, and Hank's like, well, you're the best, we don't have anyone else, and so, Barry offers to train some of Hank's men, in order, and so, there's, like, all these Chechens that don't even know how to, like, hold a gun, and Barry's in charge of, like, training all of them with all the Marine training that he knows, and And that's... Yeah, and then that's once where this starts. Once he does that, once he does that, he's done with like everything. Yeah, yeah that's the that was the yeah, that, that was the agreement. Yep. Um, and then, uh, that that's kind of the main part of the season. So Sally revisiting her past with Sam and kind of developing this play, and then Barry, uh, you know, finishing off his relationship with the Chechens and Bolivians is kind of all episode three really is. And then he he reconnects with Fuchs. Uh, Fuchs in it too, but it doesn't. It's just Fuchs trying to get like a conviction out of him again, and and then I think season four is really where the where the the whole season two takes it. It seems like both in season one and season two, season four is kind of where the where the the season takes like a twist and goes like kind of in a darker kind of uh direction. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the one where so after like dinner and everything. Sam asks Sally to come to her ho- come to his hotel room because he wants to give her something. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Sam is like, "Hey, he's been like putting on this like nice guy persona, I guess, to be like." He's trying to act like he changed. Yeah, like, hey, I've changed. Could you not like talk about our story? Like, I have a family now. I don't want mm-hmm. all this to get ruined. But she's like, "I'm gonna tell it," and he's yelling at her and. As this is happening, Barry's, like, terrified, and Barry goes up to the hotel room to, like, make sure everything's okay, and he heard, like, Sam punch the wall, and he assumed that that was, like, Sam um, punching Sally. Well, Sam was, like, stalking her because she was there performing the play, and he looks, and he sees, like, Barry looks, and he sees Sam, like, in the corner, like, watching him, and so Barry, like, chases him out of the theater, and he's like, hey, man, leave her alone, like, this is her story, and then he's like... So I have a, and then Sam to Barry is like, I have a family that's going to ruin my life. And then ultimately Sam drives away. And he was like, hey, he said, he, he's like, what did he say? He was like, she was mine first or something like that. And that he just kind of like Barry tries off. to brag at the same time. Yeah, he tries to, he tries to like imply to Barry that like she, like she, Barry is her second, not her second choice, but like the replacement for him. Like he, like Barry will never replace Sam, even if he was like a physically and mentally uh, abusive husband, and then we get to the part at the hotel, and Barry Barry ultimately decides he's like, all right, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Uh, sorry for the language. Uh, <laughs> Barry's like, all right, I'm gonna kill this guy, and so Barry goes to Sam's hotel room, and then when he gets there, he like like when he gets there, it's right as Sally is leaving, 
And then Barry, like, turns to shoot him, and he sees Sally, like, open with the door open, not looking at him. And Barry, like, tries to hide. And so then it's, like, another, like, really high-intense thing where, like, Barry, like, Barry's trying to avoid Sally. and But Sally's also in this, like, very, like, heated argument with Sam about how, like, this is her story, too, and she's trying to tell it. And then it's, it's a really – it's kind of – it's, like, it's really intense, but it's also funny at the same time because, like – like what's the worst case if she like finds Barry there? Like Barry, what are you doing there? And then he just kind of has to talk himself out of the situation. Yeah. Like there's not really any like high implications. It's just kind of funny to watch. Yeah. So then the end of episode four might be like the the most important part of this entire, the most like important turn. So Barry pretty much goes to Gene and just opens up about everything. Opens up about um. Oh no, he opens up about about the time, time he um murdered the innocent man <laughs> you can talk yeah about yeah uh i found that part really funny just because like he like goes in like he's sort of talking about like he's like well what he's telling gene is about a time when he was in afghanistan and he accidentally mistook someone for like shooting his partner so like without even like trying to detain him he just like walked up and shot him but like that guy turned out to be innocent so he's telling Gene about this, like, to sort of be, like, his moment that, like, a deep moment that he, like, wants to, like, explore and, like, use because he doesn't want to. It's him using that story as an excuse for why he doesn't want to hurt Sally. Yeah. But instead, like, it's in reality just because he's killed people, like, for money and he doesn't want to expose that. But he's using that as something to tell Gene so Gene can, in a way, help him with trying to use that anger and just like being able to teach him how to become a better actor through it and he it really just, wants to he really wants to tell gene like that he is a hitman but he knows he can't and that's well, kind yeah, of a, a hard, hard thing to watch yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like once he does that and opens up he just feels like so much better about it like he feels better about opening up so and he's he like you can't tell anybody any of this because remember <laughs> you killed somebody and got away with it <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, Barry. So this is like it's not a war crime, but it's like he, he did kill an innocent person, and then that this is ultimately how Barry got out of the military. Was yeah. he got like he they sent him to like some rehabilitation center in Germany, and then uh and then he says that like his his dad's friend or like his uncle's friend or something like set up a deal that got Barry out on a uh honorable discharge or like no, it's like a medical discharge, I think. Yeah. And so that's how Barry got out of the Marines was because of this whole incident. And then we ended up finding out later that the guy that got him out was probably most likely Fuchs. And yeah, that's how that's how I took it. Yeah. And then that's how this whole kind of relationship got started. And then the end of episode four, uh, Barry goes to talk to Fuchs. Their relationships kind of mended in a way like it's back to kind of that relationship again. The Fuchs Barry relationship is kind of like a. Like I don't have any experience with this, but just from hearing stories and watching TV and stuff, it's kind of like in a like a abusive relationship where like one part like like between a man and a woman where like the man is like emotionally and physically abusive, but the woman just can't bring herself to leave him and stuff like that. And like like Fuchs is like emotionally like manipulative to Barry, but Barry just like finds himself keep coming back to Fuchs because Fuchs because he owes Fuchs his life basically, and Fuchs is that kind of father figure to him. And so Barry goes to Barry goes to like tell Fuchs he's like oh, he's like I feel so good about it I feel like terror is like so he's like I I like the killing Janice Moss is like completely off my mind now and then that's how they end up getting him and Loach ends up 
walking in with like he's got like a gun held to him and he's like uh i got you now and then barry's like what do you want and then uh and episode four ends up on another cliffhanger where we find out loach isn't gonna arrest barry he just wants barry to kill the guy that slept with loach's ex-wife and that's how episode five starts yeah i think it's important just to like note like fuchs was trying to warn barry like don't go in there yeah. But Barry was just like so excited. He was he felt so good about opening up that he's like, I don't care, I don't care, I just want to tell you. And like yeah. that ended up being that ended up being the downfall. And then these last four episodes, there's a lot to unpack, but because we're running low on time, we can kind of just briefly talk about what happens. So episode five, this is one of my favorite episodes. Uh Barry goes to kill or he doesn't go to kill Ronnie, the guy who slept with uh Loach's ex wife. He goes to successfully like Get him a getaway car so he can get to Chicago for a little while until all this blows over, just so mm-hmm. he can be okay. But while he's there, he discovers that he's a Taekwondo master, and when he's not looking, Ronnie just like drop kicks Barry. So they yeah. have a huge fight. Barry nearly or supposedly kills Ronnie, breaks his windpipe. He doesn't, um, but he's on the he's on the ground dead, from what it appears. Uh, his daughter gets home who's a master in taekwondo who's like just like probably the most bizarre character in the entire show she's like a feral child (laughs) doesn't really talk and watching like her beat up barry is probably my favorite part of the entire show so funny yeah yeah so all that happens uh 